0: everybody welcome to the show this is dylan james jt taylor is right next to me as always how's it doing
1: people how you doing tonight
0: jt uh, how's your week been going so far
1: it's been pretty busy man this past week uh, we went to go see some tebow mania and didn't rain too much this weekend true i mean, you know busy catching up on Sports stuff this past week. Seeing what's been going down. How about you, Dylan? What's been going on with you?
0: Uh, it's been kind of crazy this week. Um, I've been working at Copper Creek a lot, so I haven't seen you at all. I've been at Sar- I haven't been in Saratoga at all this I week. I know I've
1: been seeing a lot of people that I normally don't see as coordinators, and haven't seen Miriam either. So I guess she must be busy too, right?
0: I think she's lost. <laughs> she's lost somewhere. Um, I'm sure we'll probably find her eventually, but I think she's I think she's lost. So welcome to the show, everybody. Um, we have some good news to talk about in football, hockey, basketball, your football football recap of the week. And of course amongst other our things. special
1: guest, Uncle Bob Peters.
0: Yes, he's here as well. He just walked, just in, walked in. Literally <laughs> just walked in. I was on a scam run. He doesn't have a microphone, so JT he's gonna share with you. So he's coming around. To speak with you tonight, uh, so yeah, so welcome to the show. Um, we'll start off with our football news first, and um, we'll just get right into it. So, Hugh Freeze has resigned from Ole Miss. He's no longer the football head coach there, and Hotty Toddy fans are pretty upset. They're going to be missing Hugh Freeze a lot because they did beat Alabama twice in the past five years, which is a huge deal for Ole Miss, and. It just leaves a gaping hole at head coach. So my my only question I can think is who's going to replace Hugh Freeze as the head coach there?
1: Hmm, I don't know. There's been a lot of rumors that Les Miles, who last I checked is still available, is one candidate that Ole Miss is going to try to target. Of course, they're going with an interim coach this for this upcoming season. So that's one. And we know there could be more. I mean, hey, Chip Kelly's still out there. So that could be another possibility. The yes, SEC, we know he got money. So, Ole Miss, I don't think we'll have any problems trying to get a, a big name coach to kind of keep that team up and rolling because, you know, the SEC, it's a lot of up and downs throughout the season. So, we'll see who Ole Miss is going to make a run at, but they're just going to have to study the ship for this upcoming season and trying to get beat too bad.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be very hard not to get beat very badly because <laughs> this interim head coach, do we know where this guy's from? He's an assistant head coach to He's, Hugh Freeze. Yes. Um any other background on this guy
1: that we know of? Nope, other than what the president and AD's been saying. He's an old miss guy and he's gonna lead a team. So I mean with interim coaches, we've seen some of them done well this past season, like Ed Orgeron and stuff like that, LSU, but there's no guarantee that you just because you had a good interim just to keep your job is gonna turn around and be successful the next season.
0: So we're gonna have uh Carrie Joe Davis on the show. Next Probably week. next week, yeah, most likely next week if we can get him. And he'll have his take on the Ole Miss situation. So, very interesting situation there. It has not it has not stopped yet. It's going to be continuing. Um, an ongoing investigation is happening right now. So, you know. Yeah, recruiting
1: scandal, everything and all that. And if I have one piece of advice for any coach out there, or anybody who has a business anywhere, if you're going to call an escort service... Please do not use a company or school cell phone.
0: Don't do that. That's not a good way to do business. And Hugh Freeze didn't get the memo. Um, (laughs) He should have known from his other colleagues in college football, because I'm sure this is not the only time this has ever happened. I'm sure this happens a lot that we do not know about, but you know, it it would have been a good thing for Hugh Freeze not to use a company phone, even if it was a, a less than a minute call or whatever it was. It still happened on a company phone, so... You should have known that was going to get tracked back to you. And uh, that was just a stupid decision on his part. So we'll see what happens in Ole Miss. Um, I, I don't really know who's going to get replaced as the head coach. Uh, I think that, you know, having less Miles out there is still a good option. Chip Kelly, like you said, is a good option as well. So we'll see um, who is enticed to go to Ole Miss. It'll, I think it'll have to do with salary as well. I think a, a big-name head coach will go there. It just depends on how much Ole Miss is willing to fork out. So we'll see what happens with that. So moving on to NFL training camp, it's it has begun. Um, it has it? begun. Yes. Yeah, so uh, any big news coming out of training camp so far?
1: Not yet. There's been um, some, a couple like signings or some workout sessions. Um, most recently, uh, the Denver Broncos they offered uh, GM John Elway a contract extension. Of course, John Elway did lead the Broncos to the Super Bowl a couple years ago, and he's been busy trying to uh retool that team with the quarterback situation of course they also brought in gary kubiak to be as a scout advisor to help the broncos out the chargers were busy the la chargers they recently brought in robert griffin the third rg3 in for a workout session and from what i've read they said he did pretty well he did pretty well threw the ball good didn't get injured or anything and looked good at practice but the L.A. Chargers that decide to make a trade yesterday, they brought in Cardell Jones, the former Ohio State quarterback. He was a Buffalo. He only played like for a season. Well, he played for one game, their last game of the season, and they traded for him for a conditional draft pick. So I guess that means the Chargers will not be signing RG3. The Colin Kaepernick, he's still available. No one has signed him yet. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. He's being picked up. Last I heard, though, this was announced today that the Baltimore Ravens, because I think Joe Flacco kind I he I got an injury or something like that or, uh, during practice. So they might bring in Colin Kaepernick as a precaution, just in case if he gets more serious. So they've been talking. We don't know if anything's going to happen there. And, of course, uh wide receiver Anquan Bolden, he met with the Buffalo Bills this past week. No word if he's going to get picked up. So a lot of players right now that we talked about last week um, from that uh, – NFL uh, showcase and some players that are free agents just trying to find jobs so that's been the latest going on so moving on to hockey news there are some
0: more notable signings JT would you like to go over those
1: oh of course well signings unless you're currently Yarmie Yager Jerome or Shane Doan because you're still not signed yet so the Pittsburgh Penguins they gave defenseman Brian Dumoulin a six-year 24.6 million dollar contract he's one of their up and coming defenseman, uh, helped the penguins win the cup this past season. So the penguins locked him up to a long-term deal. So that's good on them. Your boy, the Predator. your boy, your team, the Predators, excuse me, they just re-signed Victor Arvidson. They gave him a seven-year $29.75 million contract. Uh, this past season he was tied with Philip Forsberg as the Preds leading goal scorer with 31 goals this past season, and he had 61 points this past season. Uh, defenseman Johnny Oduya, he has signed a one-year deal with the Ottawa Senators. Thomas Tatar has agreed to stay with the Detroit Red Wings on a four-year, $21.2 million contract. He has had 25 goals and 21 assists with the Red Wings this past season. For Montreal Canadiens defenseman Andre Markov he has decided to lead the Montreal Canadiens after 16 seasons with the team. He has decided to go back to the KHL to play in Russia. As a replacement, the Montreal Canadiens signed Mark Streit to replace him. And we talked a little bit about this last week, but Edmonton Oilers captain, Conor McDavid, recently came out and said that he is frustrated that the NHL will miss out on the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea. And I believe Conor McDavid is saying this because he wants to, you know, an opportunity to represent Canada. And he's done it at the junior levels leading them to gold in, I believe, the 2015 and 2016 World Championships, I believe it was. And he's an up coming player, you know, one MVP. He's doing everything in the league, and he wants a chance. So he's not going to get a chance, obviously, to do that in next year unless he decides, you know what, I'm going to leave for three weeks and go to Korea and w- and lead into Canada to a championship. We'll see how it goes with the NHL Players Association. But that was one of his recent comments, so we'll see if this is going to be an issue going down the road long term because after this olympics 2018 in south korea the next olympics will be in 2022 in china
0: hmm interesting i mean it it's hard yeah we talked about this last week it's hard for me to agree with the nhl's decision to not uh to forego the olympics in 2018 i think that's a terrible move like we discussed last week and i still think it's a terrible move but I can't do much to uh, change their mind now, so they don't ask me my opinion, which they should, but they don't.
1: Dylan, any update on Mike Fisher? You hear anything?
0: Mike Fisher is still considering retirement. Uh, I believe that David Poyle came out the other day, the general manager of the National Predators, and he said that we should hear something of an update coming up this next week. So, crossing my fingers that he stays for at least one more year. If he doesn't, I think we still have the pieces in place to make a solid run next season. But at the same time, having Mike Fisher on the team as a veteran presence is always a good thing. So I think that we need to have him for at least one more year. He's still productive. I think he'll still be a very, very productive player for the team. And he has that leadership mentality and it's, it just works with the team. So I think it'll be best if he stays for one more year. So hopefully he does. Hopefully that Stanley cup, you know, whiffing that Stanley cup one more time uh, I think that that might turn his turn his decision to a yes to stay with the team. So,
1: we'll see. Yeah. All right. So, now let's transition to the NBA, as there was a lot of drama in Cleveland, apparently, that happened this past weekend, as it looks like Kyrie Irving and LeBron James are looking for settling on a divorce. Bye, Kyrie. See you later. <laughs> he's apparently has requested a trade out of Cleveland, and he wants to go to either the Spurs, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the New York Knicks, or the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Now LeBron, he says he has a no-trade clause, and he's not going to waive it because that's was the first thing everyone thought. Oh, let's maybe if Kyrie if he wants to stay, you can trade LeBron, get some valuable pieces for him, and keep Kyrie. But that's not going to happen. LeBron's even though he's on one year left in his deal, before everyone thinks he's going to leave. He's basically still calling the shots. So if they try Kyrie, I mean, they could maybe still get some pieces. But to me, the ultimate question is, like, what's LeBron going to do? Are you going to stay or are you going to go? That's what everybody's warning right now in Cleveland.
0: I think Kyrie's going to leave. I think that it's one of those things that he wants to be the star player on the team. That's what he wants to do. And he sees where LeBron's going and, and he knows that he's going to be leaving soon. And he wants to move on from an, move on to another team that could be a contender besides the Cleveland Cavaliers. Because after LeBron's gone, I think that's the end of the Cleveland Cavaliers for a while. They're not going to be as dominant as they were before in the East. So, I think that Kyrie is done with Cleveland completely. I think he wants to leave Cleveland. And, I mean, I think it'd be the best move for him anyway. Um, since LeBron's probably going to be going to somewhere like Los Angeles uh, with the Lakers. Or um, another contender, most likely in the West, um uh, because they have stronger stronger playmakers in the west. I think that he will have a super team created in the past in the next year or two and I think he'll he won't pass it up. So I think he'll probably move on and I think Kyrie it's it's best for him to move on now too. Unless he wants one more ring, which because LeBron can give him one more ring next year and that'll yeah, be it.
1: That's been the big debate with Kyrie Irving, why you want to leave when you know you have a chance to at least get another ring. And, I mean, I mean, of course, he comes to the Spurs, he'll still have a chance. I don't see that with Miami. I don't definitely don't see that with the New York Knicks. And Minnesota, like we said, Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau's are going to be running that show up there. So unless he finds some other teams, I don't see another good fit with Kyrie Irving. But we'll see. The, uh, Dan Gilbert believes that Kyrie Irving and LeBron James will work it out and they'll still report to training camp. But we'll see what happens with that. One more Cleveland note. Oh, go ahead, Dylan. Did you see the press conference yesterday with the
0: GM and and uh, the owner of the team? Well, just saying the like,
1: Cavaliers GM got his work cut out for him. That's yeah, for sure. He does.
0: Yeah, he does. He's just saying, oh, don't worry about it. You know, There's been some speculation recently. Cavs fans, I promise everything will be okay. We'll continue to be a championship team. All this blah, blah, blah. If LeBron leaves, they know they're not going to be a championship caliber team again. For a while, at least. There are no pieces on that team right now that can fill LeBron James's shoes.
1: Hmm. Apparently, the Cavs GM must think the Cavs fans are like Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. We know nothing. I know nothing.
0: No, <laughs> he, he knows nothing. I, you know. But if you think about it, free agency wise, who do you think could could leave their respective team right now and go to Cleveland and fill the shoes of LeBron James?
1: Nobody. He's the best player in the NBA. No one can replace. LeBron James. That's what I'm saying. Uh, unless Kobe Bryant decides to come out of retirement, <laughs> I, mean, uh, I don't think know, that's going to happen. I, I think the GM
0: should. I, mean, I think he was probably worried the most when LeBron said, I am not going to sign a deal with this team to extend my contract past next season. Uh, that that was the death sentence for, for that team. Uh, I, I think the GM knows that, and everybody in Cleveland knows that as well. So they're already jumping ship. A lot of people already are. So it's going to be fun to watch.
1: One more Cavaliers note, though. They did sign Derrick Rose to a one-year contract, the former Knicks guard. Woo!
0: That's going to be LeBron James' replacement <laughs> right there. I'm telling you, if if Derrick Rose was playing at the level he was playing maybe five years ago, possibly. Is he going to play at that level again? No. No.
1: <laughs> no, he's not. No. Unfortunately not. Uh, the San Antonio Spurs, they re-signed Pau Gasol to a three-year contract so we locked him up to so the Spurs you know we're still looking good for the upcoming season and Aaron Alfalo he has decided to come back to the Orlando Magic he has signed a one-year 2.3 million dollar deal and the Atlanta Magic with the pieces they're putting together they're gonna look like they're gonna have a solid roster going up into training camp in a few months once we get to October so the Atlanta Magic who knows they might make some noise this season the Spurs man Having Pau
0: Gasol in there, replacing Tim Duncan, signing him for three more years. I mean, that's a good signing. I mean, he played pretty well last season for the Spurs. Uh, you know, hopefully... What do you think they need to do in San Antonio to go over the hump? To go back to the championship this coming up season?
1: Well, first off, we don't need Zaza Pachulia taking Kawhi Leonard's ankles out. <laughs> True. That, that would probably help. In the playoffs. That would probably help. playoffs. But... Uh... No, if Kawhi Leonard and Tony Parker, I mean that's the to me the big thing for the Spurs is if they can stay healthy. We know we have the depth to carry the team to match the Warriors, but you know the Warriors, they're on cloud nine. They're on a different level, man. So I think the Spurs—that's the most important thing. Just get through the season, stay healthy, don't have any big major injuries, and if it's us and the Spurs in the Western Conference Championship, well, they're going to do a lot better this time around next year. Trust me.
0: With Manu Ginobili staying for another year. Do you think he's doing that just so that him and Tony Parker can retire together?
1: Mm, no. I mean, it will be his 16th season in the league, but I still think Tony Parker's still going to play for a couple more years. I think Manu Ginobili, this will be it. How, how old is Tony Parker, though? He's 34. Okay. And Ginobili's like 39. Okay. So, well. So, Parker, he's going to play for at least a couple more years. Well, maybe. Maybe.
0: He's. I mean, he, unless he blows out his knee again. Yeah, true. <laughs> that would that would not be good for you guys. Um, moving on to the football recap of the week, it is here, and JT, the microphone
1: is all yours. All right, thanks, Dylan. And as always, I'm going to recap the latest from the beautiful game, and we are going to start with the Concacaf Gold Cup as a knockout stage for this past week. Let's give you a quick update of what happened there. So in the quarterfinal, Costa Rica beat Panama 1-0. The U.S. Men's National Team beat El Salvador 2-0 with goals from Omar Gonzalez and Eric Lehigh. Mexico beat Honduras 1-0. And Jamaica beat Canada 2-1. In the semifinal round, we had the U.S. Men's National Team had a tough match against Costa Rica, but they managed to squeak by with a 2-0 victory with goals from Josie Altidore and Clint Dempsey. In the other semifinal match, we had a cup set. At, cup set. That's right, Dylan. As Jamaica, they upset Mexico 1-0 against in LA with all those fans watching their team go down. Kamar Lawrence scored a sick free kick in the 88th minute to clinch Jamaica a 1-0 victory as they advance to the Gold Cup Final against the U.S. Men's National Team. Speaking of the Gold Cup Final, that was last night in Santa Clara, California as the U.S. Men's National Team became victorious with a 2-1 victory over Jamaica. Josie Altador scored a goal in the 45th minute to give them the lead for the men's, for the U.S. men's national team, and then right as the second half started in around the 50th minute, Javon Watson gets a goal for Jamaica to tie the game 1-1, and then my man Jordan Morris gets a goal late in the 88th minute to give the U.S. men's national team a 2-1 victory, giving them their sixth CONCACAF Gold Cup title, and Bruce Arena gets his third CONCACAF Gold Cup title. U.S. men's looking good right now. Bruce Arena says he's taking over. 14 games, no losses. There you go. All right. So, for MLS, I'm only going to recap one game. There was one game this past week, or not past week, uh, yesterday. The Philadelphia Union defeated the Columbus Crew 3-0. All right, Uncle Bobby, who's here joining us now. We're going to talk some Orlando City because a lot of stuff happened in Orlando City this past week.
2: Yeah, so the I'm sorry, but the Phil Rollins curse. I don't think it's ever going to end. This it's year. happening. It's still I, happening. I, I don't think it's ever going to end. It's continuing,
0: and it's all because that, Uncle Bobby called it
2: all that hype from that game, all that stuff about the billboard, the uh, controversial, you know, Twitter feeds, Facebook feeds about comparing it to the Pulse, uh, you know, incident and all that. And then when they were actually interviewing people going to the game, as they were talking to an Atlanta uh, fan, a uh, Orlando fan came by and screamed at him and said, Go home, Atlanta, go home. I mean, you know, just it just it's just sad. But yeah, I just I'm sorry. It's the, just the curse sad. is there and uh, there's no way to stop it. And then you hear the coaches complain that they're not scoring. It's like, well, who's false that? True.
0: True. So True. I mean, it, it's 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 Phil Rollins' curse, man. That's it. You I'm, called it. I'm going with it. On I'm this going. show, out of bounds with Dylan James. I'm going with it. Uncle Bobby called it. Yeah. It's a scam. Phil Rollins curse. That's it.
1: All right, now on to the game that actually happened this past Friday. Orlando City hosted Atlanta United in their first ever matchup, and it was a very tight game. It went down to the 86th minute as Hector Tito Valalba scored the goal for Atlanta United. It was a sick shot. Joe Bendik, our goalkeeper, had no chance, and he was screaming at the defense who just stood there and didn't do anything as Atlanta United was able to escape Orlando City State with a 1-0 victory. That was a bad loss for us because with all the results that happened in MLS this past weekend, we have now dropped from 5th to 7th place in the Eastern Conference. Ugh. That means we are on the outside of the playoffs looking in. That Phil Rollins curse, man,
0: It it's... It's taking a toll on the team. Well, taking a toll on Orlando City.
1: Since Uncle Bob brought up the Phil Rollins curse, you may not be good news for you, Dylan, as our bo- your boy, Kaka. Kaka! He is apparently considering retiring at the end of the season. What? Um, according to an article I read online this past now. week. I'm going to cry now. They were saying that Kaka is considering taking the 2018 season off. Now, his contract does expire this after this season. And... I think Orlando City, they're going to let him just play it and see if he wants to come back. If he wants to come back, the owner said, we'll be glad to bring Kaká back. But if he still needs a year or whatever, six months to figure out what he wants to do, we'll give him that time to figure it out. And, of course, Orlando City, they're going to get a bunch of DP money, so they'll use that to bring in a pr- another marquee p- player.
0: He's pulling a Mike Fisher right now.
1: Definitely, definitely. He's pulling
0: a Mike Fisher. I don't like it.
1: But, oh, go ahead, Uncle Bobby. It's his injuries. I'm sorry.
2: I mean, he's been here now. You know, three seasons. Three seasons, and he's been injured more than half, I think, of the season. So he far. started the season injured. Right. So, I mean, and, and his age and how long he's been playing? Yeah. I think I think he's smart just to go ahead and call it up. I need to find can somebody else. I
0: need to find somebody else to cheer for now.
1: Well, Orlando City did address that concern this week as they have acquired Dom Dwyer, who me and Dylan, we saw when he was with the U.S. Men's team in Tampa. We did. He got acquired from Sporting Kansas City for cash, $1.6 million. So, Dom Dwyer, he did play for Orlando City back when we were in the USL. He helped led us through a 2013 USL Championship title. He had 19 goals in 14 games. Dom Dwyer, with his overall career in Sporting Kansas City, he had 57 goals and 128 appearances. So, Dom Dwyer, he is definitely going to help Orlando City out as we make that push for the playoffs. Oh, by the way, Dylan, we do play Atlanta United this weekend again. On Saturday. On Saturday in the ATL. So hopefully we'll get revenge up there Did this week. Did
0: they post a billboard up there in the ATL? Did uh, they I, take your advice?
1: I have not heard anything from the ATL as far as Orlando City billboard anywhere. But I'm sure if we be close to the match. We'll hear something.
0: Yeah. I'm upset they didn't put the billboard. Well, they though.
1: probably were going to,
2: but then they had to spend over a million dollars for
1: uh, the players. Dumb Yeah, so they have to money for the billboard. <laughs>
0: The allocated money was to that billboard, but they decided, uh, we might as well buy a
1: player. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a wise decision. It was. All right. So for the ladies, Orlando Pride, they had one game this past week against the Chicago Red Stars. They lost that game up in Chicago 2 to 1. Kristen Press scored two goals in the 29th to 52nd minute, and then Elena Kennedy scored in the 90th minute. It was not enough as. Orlando Pride go down to the Chicago Red Stars. The Pride also dropped to 7th place in the NWSL, but we are still 5 points from the 4th playoff spot, so we're a little closer. So we'll see the ladies get going. They have a bye week this week, so they will not play this week. So we'll see how the ladies do in a couple weeks. All right, some soccer news real quick. USL decided they're going to go to Fresno for the upcoming season. So your team, your favorite soccer team, Dylan, Nashville SC, now is an expansion partner. Yes. Fresno Football Club will be joining with them when they make their debuts in the USL in the 2018 season. We have Battle Los Angeles today as the LA Galaxy have decided to fire their coach, Kurt Anolfo. They were on a five-game losing streak, and LA Galaxy are doing really bad this year. So they canned him. They brought in Ziggy Schmidt, who led the Columbus Crew to the 2008 MLS Cup title, and he was most recently with the Seattle Sounders.
0: Are they doing as bad as Orlando City? Is that, that's what I want to know.
1: No, we're doing a lot better than the LA Galaxy. But LA Galaxy, they're okay. like the Real Madrid of the MLS. They get all these all-star players and everything, and mm. they had Giovanni Santos, and then they signed Jonathan Santos. They they just aren't doing well. So they brought in Schmidt to help save their season, and... LAFC, who's going to be the new expansion team joining MLS next year, they brought in former U.S. men's national team coach Bob Bradley. They announced him today as their new coach. Now some transfer rumors real quick. Uh, Neymar going to PSG. We don't know about that. Last we heard, PSG is offering $255 million. And Neymar's been busy in the International championships with Barcelona. So he hasn't said he's going to go or not. We'll have to see what's going on with that. Mbappe to Real Madrid. Last we heard, Real Madrid offered $210 million. Still no news if he's going to go to Real Madrid or not. Chicharito, who was rumored to, to go to Orlando City, now he's not. He has decided to go to West Ham United in the Premier League. And I forgot to mention this last week, but Wayne Rooney, he has made the move after 13 years with Manchester United. He is going to his boyhood club again, Everton.
0: He was in the uh, ESPN commercial, wasn't he? Wayne Rooney, I believe so. Yep. Yeah, he was in that, in that uh, commercial with uh, Manchester United and uh, who was the other team? Who's their, like, the, the rival, rival? Man City? Manchester Man City. City, that's it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. All righty. So, some International Champions Cup. I'm only going to recap one game that was most notable, and that was right down the road here at the Orlando City Stadium as PSG, also known as Paris Saint-Germain. They were playing Tottenham Hotspur down at the Orlando City Stadium, and that was a amazing game. I didn't get to go to that game, but... Uh, I had some friends with like my boy Tony Rafai, Ray Ball. He was there, and it was a good game. Tottenham Hotspur won the game 4-2 as Christian Eriksen, Toby Outerworld, and Harry Kane got goals to clinch them the win in the International Champions Cup. So the rest of those games you can follow on their website as it's a lot of friendly friendly matches going on for that tournament. All right, so to conclude... I'm going to finish up with some games to keep an eye on this weekend for my football recap of the week. Of course, as I mentioned, Atlanta United against Orlando City. That's going to be this Saturday at 4.30 on Fox. Big Fox. So watch that game. I will definitely be watching that game. And then the second game I recommend you to watch is Sporting Kansas City taking on Chicago Fire. That's about the number two teams in the East and the West. That will be 8 o'clock on Saturday on MLS Live. Of course, the LA Galaxy will take on the Seattle Sounders. That will be Stiggy Schmidt's debut at 10 o'clock on ESPN. So, check that out. Toronto FC New York City FC. That will be at 2 o'clock. It will be another rematch. And, of course, we got NPSL playoffs going on. We got the NASL starting their fall season with Chicago. Or, Chicago. The Cosmos taking on the Miami FC. And, of course, our boys, Orlando City B. They will take on the top team at USL. That's the Charleston Battery. So, one game I will also mention to watch for the ICC, it's the Internet, the El Clasico. Real Madrid against Barcelona. That will be on this Saturday in Miami. A lot of fans are going to be there. Sold out. Good luck getting a ticket. It's like $400. So oh. good luck trying to get a ticket to that match. But it will be a very, very exciting game. All right, Dylan or Dylan. And Uncle Bob, before we conclude football recap, anything else you guys want to add?
0: I'm I'm okay. That was a good recap. Yeah, that was good. that was it solid. The
2: only thing I could say is um that maybe Orlando maybe Orlando uh should look at uh if they decide to get rid of their coach uh trying to get a hold of Bruce Arenas. Oh, he's been really successful in his uh you know coaching at yeah. his level. Yeah. Um so maybe he's someone to look at.
0: If Orlando City decides to change coaches, which uh, they're changing coaches, just they should. Yeah.
1: They well that's only gonna happen if we don't make the playoffs.
0: Well, as of right now, it doesn't look good for us. Do they have a playoff for losers?
1: <laughs> if they do, they might make
0: it. It's kind of like the...
1: Uh... No, that's the FIFA third place match. <laughs> yeah, true. True. Yeah.
0: It's like the uh, in the March Madness tournament. If you don't make March oh, yeah, Madness... yeah, the, the NIT. The NIT? Yeah, yeah. Not in-tournament tournament? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Okay. Uh, moving on to miscellaneous news. So the first piece of news is Jordan Spieth. He finally won the British Open... And after uh not
1: choking, like, after not choking like he not choking, yeah, masters. exactly. Like he he
0: had the masters. I mean, two out of the past 3 years he had the masters in his grasp and he just choked. Awful. But anyway, he didn't choke this weekend. <laughs> he got the British Open and uh he was celebrating this weekend. So, congratulations to him. He deserves that one. I mean, he should he should have at least two or three masters under under his belt by now, but oh well, that's what happens in golf. You know, you win some, you lose some. And he won it.
1: Hey, at least he's doing good. I mean Roy McElroy, he's been a, one of the top golfers for a while, but he hasn't been he hasn't won a major since, I believe twenty was it twenty fourteen? I think it was the last time he won one. So Jordan Spieth, leaks has got one. Sometimes it takes a while to get When are
0: you. you not considered one of the top golfers? Because, I mean, it seems like... It's kind of like Tiger, Tiger Woods. Woods going well, <laughs> with Tiger Woods, I mean, even, even during his scandals, he was considered one of the top golfers up until probably, what, two years ago? So, Tiger Woods, he's not won a major at all, but he was still considered one of the top athletes in his sport. So, when are you... When's the cutoff? What is the cutoff in golf to where you say, oh, you're one of the leading, you know, one of the leading guys in your sport... Um, when it comes to golf. What's the cutoff there?
1: I'm not sure if there would be a cutoff necessarily because you see golfers play to like 60, 70, yeah. 80.
0: But Rory, Rory has not won a major in a while either. So it's 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 tough to watch players that are leading the charge, or they say they are, but they're actually
1: not. Yeah, you also got Phil Mickelson still playing as well. So I don't know, Dylan. This is something we will have to follow. Speaking of... People trying to get their careers going. Tim Tebow, who we saw last this past weekend against the Florida Fire Frogs, Frogs. They actually they won their first two games. Now the game went to on Friday. Tim Tebow he didn't get any hits. He had a pop out fly, and the fans were going crazy. It was like four was close. four thousand five81 fans were at that game, and mm-hmm. it was like college atmosphere. Like it was crazy. Yeah, it was. Now, Carol, she told me she went to a game on the game on Saturday. Now, Tim Tebow did not play in that game. No, nope. she told me that he was a, a base coach. I'm yeah, like, what? He was
0: first base coach. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. And the fans
1: know. were chanting, "Put Tebow in the game! Put Tebow in the game!" But he didn't put him in the game. Now, it went
0: like fifteen innings too. Yeah,
1: it went fifteen innings, and the Florida FireFogs won that game. And uh, what was it again? So they had over five thousand fans at that game. Now, the game on this past Sunday. The St. Lucie Mets won 3-2. Tim Tebow got a home run in that game. And they also won again this past Monday. So the series was even and against the Firefrogs 2-2. And Tim Tebow did pretty good. He had, he's got four home runs now. He has a batting average of .310. And he's moving on up. So he's doing pretty well. We'll see if he'll make the Mets roster at the end of the baseball season.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I don't think they will, though, still. I mean, I think that Sandy Alderson kind of made it clear that they're not bringing him up. But I, like I said, I think it's a stupid move that they would say, oh, we're not going to bring him up if he's playing well at the very end of the season because he might he might have that extra boost in him to go somewhere else in the po- in the
1: postseason. But whatever, they don't listen to me. Well, one thing we do know, the Florida Firefrogs definitely made money, those four games. And the Mets certainly made money. They were selling Tebow shirts. So they got money off of that for sure.
0: Yeah, and it was like $35 bucks at t-shirt with his name on it.
1: And the concession stands definitely made money because... <laughs> well, man, I don't know if they... They, they should were running
0: have, out of food. They should have actually made more money than they did because yeah. there were long lines of those concession stands. I'm sure people walked away from those concession stand lines because it was awful, they had no idea what they were doing when it came to concessions that night. They could not handle a crowd the size that they had that night.
1: Oh not definitely! not only that, it took me forever to park. Twenty minutes, because when I pulled in the stadium, I'm sitting there on the main road on the highway there, and there's only one cop directing traffic. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, You're all these people coming. And just like one cop directing they had, traffic. They had no
0: idea what was happening. <laughs> they had no idea what was going on. So it was fun. It was fun atmosphere. We got free hats because JT stayed around and actually got us free hats, which sure thank do again. Uh, no they're problem. fantastic hats, but you know it, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, I'll go again to another game when it's not Tim Tebow mania, because I think if it's not mania over there, I think it's okay to go. But I mean, for twelve bucks a piece, we were in in the dugout too. We we're in the dugout box right behind home plate. It was fantastic. They were great seats for twelve bucks a piece.
1: Like you can't beat that. Really can't. If only we could have got Uncle Bobby to go. But I did message him on Facebook that even the Orlando Solar Bears were capitalizing on the Tebow Mania. Yeah, but like I said, I want to raise the Wonder Horse,
2: man.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, well, let's move on here. Uh, MLB trade deadline has been heating up. Uh, nothing big moves that have happened so far. Other than the White Sox and Cubs making a trade, uh, getting uh, Cantonilla from the White Sox and the Cubs. They're making a push. Last time I checked, they are leading the NL Central. So... We'll monitor as the trade line gets closer and see what teams make moves as they make that push for the playoffs. Now, Dylan, in case you didn't know, it was Shark Week this week. It on was Shark Discovery Week. Discovery Channel. It just started
0: like a few days ago. Yeah,
1: so I was with some friends on Sunday uh, for Taco Night, and we watched the the Michael Phelps versus the Shark race. So it was all hyped up. You know, everything's going on. And Now, before we tell who
0: won... Mm-hmm. Uncle Bobby, I want to bring you in on this. Who do you think won that race against Michael Phelps and the Shark?
2: Well, the Shark won because the Shark's faster. But the point was how they digitally imposed it against him for the race and how the race ended. Yeah. Did you notice how the race ended? I
1: did not watch it.
2: Did you notice how the race ended? Yeah, I watched it. Okay, what happened with the Shark at the end?
1: He, he, he like sped up. You know, they did that. Right.
2: But then what happened at the end when he, when he crossed?
1: He, just, he was still going, he didn't
2: stop. He was... Okay, here's what happened at the end. At the end, mm-hmm. they did like it was Air Jaws. So he came out of the water with something in his mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's right. Interesting. So I don't know if it was supposed to be a seal or a another swimmer. But oh. at the end, <laughs> oh. he actually came up out to cross the line ahead.
0: Pulling a black fish.
2: I don't know, like I said, it was uh, just, no, I'm sorry, yeah. And just to me, <laughs> to me, that was—I mean, that's not even a scam. Right? No, that's not a scam. That's, that's low that, that, That's yeah, that's not okay. Because they had said they could not race together. They could not race together. Okay. Yeah. But I'm just saying the whole end. You got to watch. Pull the video and watch it. You're to okay. Laugh.
0: Okay. We'll watch it. And you're
2: gonna you're gonna laugh when you I see gonna watch and it. I'll post it.
0: I'll post it on the Out of Bounds page as look well on said, Facebook. And Look at the end of that,
2: and you're gonna laugh.
0: Okay. I'll watch it. Because nobody awful. commented on it. You mm. think somebody would
1: say, "What's in his mouth?" You know, as he's <laughs> coming up. Weird. Yeah. So, Uncle Bobby broke the news yep. that the shark won. Uh, Michael Phelps, I just felt, when I watched it, like, he has no chance. He's got that fin that he's going sideways, and I, I'm like, man, like, we, pay, like no, we paid money, but we were like, I stayed up to watch this. They paid him money. Uh, no, he got money. He got, he got hella money for that uh, thing. Oh, I know.
0: Jeez. But... It's a stunt. People, I mean, we all knew the shark was gonna win. Yeah. There's
1: it's kinda of like when Chris the Shark Johnson, won. By like, the Shark won like thirty six point one, and I think Michael Phelps got like a thirty eight point three, something like that.
0: Several years ago they had this race. It was Chris Johnson. He was the fastest player in the NFL at the time. He had that four point two four forty at the uh at the scouting combine for the NFL. He was Titans running back. He was the fastest player in the NFL. They put him up against a Cheetah. Okay, this was a few years back. This was right when they signed. He signed with the Titans. He said, "I can beat a cheetah in a race." Of course, he didn't. But it was just a spectacle of the thing. People were like, "Oh my god, she's racing a cheetah!" Even though it wasn't the thing. Like they were separated by a, like this huge, massive wall that nothing would ever happen. But it's you know just things like that. Why? Why do people actually like bite on those marketing tactics?
1: It's stupid. Absolutely stupid. Well, the story channel don't here. They got money, but of uh, this deal, but another swimmer that did actually lost a race, not to a shark, but Katie Ledecky, she was on a 14 uh, medal streak uh, swimming, uh, but she lost her first race at the world championships in Hungary. So that was a big news. She lost to a, oh, I can't remember her name, but I know it was an Italian swimmer, Francesca. Oh, I can't remember her last name. i have to look it up. But that was very interesting. And then, of course, Novak Djokovic, we talked about him last week with the Wimbledon, uh, had to pull out, retire because of his injury, and they said uh, uh, he had to injure his elbow, so now he will miss the rest of the 2017 tennis season, so we will not see him at the U.S. Open.
0: Wow. Uh, Katie Ledecky, do you think this is going to impact her her chances in uh, 2020 in the Olympics?
1: No, I don't think so. I think it's stunning that she's so young and lost that first race. Uh, after 14 uh, uh, medals, so she did get a silver medal, obviously, but winning gold 14. I mean, it's crazy. So I think she'll be motivated, and she's gonna try to give it a go next time around.
0: And Novak, man, that's that's it's sad that that you know we don't see the top player play for the rest of the year. But at the same time, I think he'd rather be out the rest of the year just in case, um, and then get healthy, and then next season play another season. So I think he'll be okay.
1: Definitely, definitely. All right, Dylan, your boy, Lavar Ball. Man, he just can't stay out the news, can he? Big baller brand, baby! <laughs> Big ball of brand, yes. So, there was an AAU basketball game last night in Vegas, and his son, LaMelo, was playing against a, well, the top high school prospect, uh, Zion Williamson. So, they were the, the two best players in high school. So, they played against each other in Vegas, and it was a sold-out crowd. People going crazy, everything. So... Man, uh, the Ball of our, the ball family, they are uh, getting out there, getting their brand out there for sure.
0: Yeah, they are. Uh, I have no comment. I don't like the Balls. Um, the family, not the object. Anyway, uh, so... Let's <laughs> so so not get on, too specific here, Dylan. Let's, go let's go to <laughs> Uncle Bobby's Scam of the Week. It's always everyone's favorite portion of the show, and... Mine All as well. Right.
2: So my scam, of course, is the Florida Firefogs with their St. Lucie Met four-game set and their Tim Tebow mania. And besides the point of them, Tim not playing that Saturday game, which is up to the manager, okay, to bench the player, okay, they had, Florida Firefogs had that $50 VIP ticket special that was for Tim Tebow only. Oh yeah, the VIP. So did the people get refunded on Saturday or not? That's what I want to know because
0: I know they they got refunded on Friday because it it rained. I know that. Okay, but I didn't hear about Saturday. I didn't hear about Saturday either. I mean, did Tim Tebow do anything with them before the game? That's what we need to know.
2: Well, like I said, because there were a few things you got to do, but I don't know if that happened. So I never heard if anybody got the money back or not. You know. Yeah. Uh, But anyways, that's my scam. It's just uh, I'm sorry. That's I mean it's great you had that, but. Like I said, it, no guarantee he's going to play. Yeah. And if you have a separate ticket option, I mean, that's not right. But, you know, like I said, that's what it was. That's my scam.
0: Interesting. Uh, very good. Well, that's the scam of the week. Now on to our winners and losers of this week. And, Uncle Bobby, I'll go with you first.
2: Okay, so my winner is uh, former Bucks uh, Vincent Jackson. He has a foundation, which is always nice to hear from any athlete, as I mentioned before. So he uh, supports the uh military families uh and uh what he did this, this is like a fourth annual he does a event for the uh expected mothers or already had babies or they're either spouses or they're actual uh, active military members and he uh, basically gives them uh baby supplies has a nice little uh uh, uh group meeting for them you know uh, gives them food and all that and uh it's really nice to see that because like i said i mean supporting military is great and any athlete as far as i'm concerned who gets a lot of money and they create a foundation from the get-go is uh, great to see. And so that's my winner of the week is uh, former Bucks player Vincent Jackson.
0: Very good. Uh, and on to your loser.
2: Okay, my loser is Adrian Beltrade, uh, the uh, baseball player uh, in the game. I don't know if you saw it a couple of nights ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the uh, not in the on-deck circle, and the umpire uh, instructed him to move to the on-deck circle and he decided to pick up the on deck circle and move it away from where he was standing initially. Now, back in the old days, there was a chalk mark is what they used for the on-deck circle. So you couldn't move it like he did. Now they have a mat down. And they say the reason for that is because of artificial turf. That's why they put that there. But there's no reason to do that. I mean, why are you going to mock him? It's almost like, you know, you pick up the, uh, when you get into a, like some of the old coaches would do, they'd go out to the field and pick up a, a first base, second base, third base, pick it up and throw it. Okay, but why are you gonna move the on deck circle? I mean, there's no reason for that. So of course he got tossed, and uh, you know everybody's uh, saying why did the umpire do it because he shouldn't have moved the on deck circle. He's supposed to stand in it when he's on deck. But anyway,
0: so that's my uh, loser. Great, uh, JT, on to you.
1: All right, guys. So my winner for this week is WNBA. Of course, they had their all star game this past weekend, but the team I want to focus on is the Minnesota Lynx. They're currently on a four-game winning streak. They are leading the league right now. And the Minnesota Lynx, they've been like the dynasty WNBA. They've won two championships. They went to the WNBA final this past season where they lost to the L.A. Sparks. That's who won the championship this past season. So the Minnesota Lynx, they're on quest to try to get back to the final and win. Now, they've won it every odd year. They won in 2013, and they won in 2015. So it's 2017. So, we'll have to keep an eye out on them, but I think they're the favorites, and they're going to bounce back after letting the lead slip last season against the LA Sparks, and they're going to win the WNBA title this season. So, we'll keep you posted on that. My loser this week is Major League Soccer. Now, Bob, I don't know if you heard about this, but Major League Soccer, they were offered $4 billion by Ricardo Silva, his company. They wanted to do a TV rights deal where... He would give them money, they do the rights deal, sell them off to other companies across the world, but there's a catch, and the catch for Major League Soccer was, was that they had to institute promotion relegation, and of course MLS said, no, we're not doing that because, one, we're having expansion teams pay us $250 million, so why am I going to have them pay $250 million to get into the league and then risk getting relegated, now, Dylan, this wouldn't start until the 2023 season, so the teams will have some time to get their stuff together, but they also turned it down because they also have a contract with ESPN, Fox, and Univision Deportes, and because of that deal, that deal is expired expire until after the 2022 season, so they couldn't do any early negotiation. They have to wait till then. So who knows? We'll have to wait until 2023 to see if they get another $4 billion. I'm like, $4 billion? The NFL won't even turn down $4 billion. Nope.
0: They will not. That's free money for them. But that's my loser of the week. Dylan, who you got? Uh, My winner of the week this week will have to be, hmm... This is hard because we've had some really good winners and losers this week. I will probably say my winner will have to be Colin Kaepernick for actually getting looked at and possibly getting signed soon. Um, one of the biggest names coming out is Baltimore Ravens, possibly signing at He's Joe Flacco is injured. So, I mean, kudos to him. I mean, he's he's stuck out. He's been out there trying to find a job, and look, he might get one. Um come, you know, in the next few weeks. so Because it looks like Joe Flacco will be out for three to six weeks for, with a back injury, and uh, we don't know how much longer after that. He might not be 100%. So I would say that's my winner. Um, also kind of O.J. Simpson, too, coming out of jail. Can oh, we, of course. Talk about we that? forgot about that. Uh, is, is that a winner or a loser? I'm not really sure. <laughs> <Well>, that's <it was.
1: laughs> who you ask. That, yeah, that's it's a really.
2: scam. The scam is <laughs> when they had the press conference, basically, is what it was. For the parole hearing? Oh, yeah. It was on ESPN. They broadcast it. Well, it was all everywhere. And they had the four commissioners, and the first one had to give his speech about how important about how about how important it was. And uh, basically, he gave his vote of uh, okay. And then the next two concurred. And then, then the last one, she had to give her speech about saying, I have decided I'm going to vote yet, but if I do give you parole, you have to make sure you follow the rules. And then she says, I'm giving you parole. So, it was like, like they're trying to get their own TV show or something, you know?
0: They probably were. Trying yeah. to get a uh, 30 for 30 on ESPN. Yeah, That's what they're trying to do. Well, I heard OJ... Another episode of 30 for 30 of oh, <laughs> oh, O.J. Simpson. We have
1: so many 30 for 30s. But now I heard that O.J. Simpson, wants to get out of jail, I think it's October 1st, they say he's going to move to Florida. Wow. He's, gonna yeah, be... he's looking at
0: Tampa. And they said he might not be allowed to be at USC for their practices <laughs> either. So, look at that. But
2: he is invited. The NFL said he's invited now to next year's and after that the Hall of Fame. Because he is an inductee and they uh, they can't hold him out. Wow. So he's already definitely invited to every Hall of Fame ceremony from uh, 2018 on.
0: Wow. Crazy. My loser of the week would be some coaches in the NFL believe that Tom Brady will be dra- dramatically aging soon. But, people, we all know this. Tom Brady's immortal. He's going to be playing for the next five years. So I don't think he's going to dramatically age anytime soon. So those are my losers for the week. So on to final thoughts. Uncle Bobby, the mic's all yours. So my final thought is about the uh, CTE,
2: uh, CTE study uh, that they released, uh, Boston University. 111 NFL players, 110 had it, um, and then they decided to also uh, got uh, donations from families of college players and even high school players, and they had a lot of damage. So it's, I mean, I don't know what else you can do. I mean, I keep hearing rumors that uh, down the road it may never be any more high school football. Um, so if that happens, then, you know, I don't know what you'll have uh, next level up, but something has to be done. Uh, does Congress have to finally get involved and say, hey, we're going to have to take your antitrust away because you're not addressing this uh, issue from all the players that have the damage? And the sad part is, like, you would think someone like O.J. Simpson, Jim Brown, someone like that, they may have it. But yeah. They, you know, you don't know yet. Yeah. Okay? So if they donate their brain, we'll find out later. But um, it, it's pretty sad that they've, actually got a lot more studies done and it's showing that pretty much almost everybody has it for the type of position they play so uh, they just need to find out if they can fix it or not that's crazy yeah
0: um.
1: yeah and I uh, want to make a quick comment on that um, John Urschel from the Ravens he announced his retirement today and that was literally two days after that study and he he's focusing on a lot of things like he's doing stuff at MIT uh, math stuff and everything and he decided, you know what, it's not worth putting my brain through this risk. And he already had a concussion. He had a concussion a couple seasons ago. So he decided, you know what, I'm going to retire. So we're already seeing effects of that CTE report affecting the league as of right now.
0: Yeah, perfect. Uh, Final thoughts for you, JT?
1: Well, sticking to football, I'm mainly going to talk about just as we get closer to the NFL and college football season. College football, of course, we are currently 35 days as of today from the kickoff season, and As you saw, Ole Miss and all their drama, there's a lot of stuff going on in college football. Nick Saban saying stuff, and Texas you know, getting ready for their season. Of course, Tennessee Vols, we'll see how they're going to make some noise this season in the SEC East. So we got a lot of stuff going on in college football. As for the NFL, they're going to, for training camp, me and Dylan were talking about that earlier in our NFL segment. Getting very excited about that. See if any players are going to get signed up. Any players going to make the training camp roster? Of course, hard hard knocks is coming up as well. So preseason football, we're getting it starts actually next week, Dylan. Next Thursday, a week from today, we got the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Dallas Cowboys in the Hall of Fame game up in Canton, Ohio. So we're getting there, man. It's going to be. It's actually exciting.
0: happening this year. Hall of Fame game actually happening. Last year it did not happen.
1: Yes, because of weather. Because of the weather. Yep. 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 So that's going to be very exciting. Hopefully, the quarterbacks will make it through the preseason okay. No big major injuries. Well, unless you're Joe Flacco right now. So, um, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, Dylan, I'm, I'm pretty excited for the NFL season and college football general starting up. It's good to have football back, man. We're almost here.
0: It is good. And also, we're going to be doing a fantasy football uh, for the NFL this season with out-of-bounds uh, listeners. So, definitely look out for that. We'll be posting more about that on the Facebook page and Twitter page as well where you can sign up and go against us, see if you have what it takes to beat the very best in me and JT. So that's going to be great. Um, Moving on to my final thoughts. Today actually goes to the UFC. We don't usually talk about this, but... UFC 214 is happening this weekend. It's the rematch of Daniel Comier, who's the champion right now, and John Jones, who was busted for steroids um, a few years ago, actually. So um, this fight's going to happen. John Jones won last time, and Daniel Comier thinks that he's going to walk away as uh, retaining his belt this coming up weekend. It's going to be an interesting fight. There were some uh, trash-talking segments happening on TV recently. Over the past few days, it's been very funny to watch, and uh, I can't wait for that to happen. It's kind of an, it's it's kind of like a lead up to the Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor fight. It's it's kind of like the best fight until we get to that fight. So um, definitely watch it this weekend if you can. I know they show it at Buffalo Wild Wings. So you can go over there and show it, see it for free. Um, yeah. Are they going to do like what the movies
1: are doing with the Conor McGregor and Mayweather fight? Charge forty bucks?
0: No, they're not. No, <laughs> uh, but you can go watch it. Yeah, you can go to a movie theater and watch the the fight of the century. It looks like with Conor McGregor versus Floyd Money Mayweather. And uh, at any at a lot of movie theaters, not any movie theater, but there are a lot of movie theaters doing it. So look and see if in your local area there's a theater near you going to be showing that fight. It's going to be interesting. It's kind of like what, they were theaters doing this for the election last year, or the, uh, yeah, in uh, November of last year. They were showing the election results coming in, in a movie theater. It's like, what is going, why are people doing this nowadays? Well, movie
1: theaters, you can do a lot of stuff now. They got concerts, movie theaters, uh, of course, election results, of course. Awesome. We know you can go to church in a movie theater now. <laughs> and, uh true. True. There's always a a lot of stuff you can do in the movie theater. Advertising, your business, meetings. yeah, Lots of stuff you can do.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the show this week, folks. Uh, We will be seeing you next week. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, uh, Out of Bounds Podcast, or Out of Bounds with Dylan James. Twitter is OOB Podcast, and you can go on our website, Out com. You can follow me on... Social media on Facebook, it's Dylan James. On Twitter, it is Dylan underscore James. And you can also email me at dylan at out of podcastcom Give us any suggestions, feedback um, for the show because we love to hear that. We love to hear your thoughts about the show. Also on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Listen to us there. And give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And give us a review as well. We will read your review right here on the show and whenever we get new reviews, we always like to read them on here. So uh, definitely shoot one uh, shoot one at us. And uh, JT, what are your social media handles?
1: You can reach out to me on Twitter, um, at JTSocca88. That's at JTS, O-C-K-A-88. You can email me at JT at com. You can also reach out to me on my personal sports blog. It's JTTheSportsGuy.com.
0: Uncle Bobby, I hear you have a new Twitter handle. What is it?
2: Okay, after... Uh, hard thought uh, process I came up with uh, life is a big scam and every first letter is capital. Okay. So life is a big scam. Life is a big scam all one word. All one word. Every first letter is a capital. Perfect. And uh that's it. I'm I, not. I'm not doing Facebook. I have Facebook, but I already got some spam off of that, so I'm not giving
0: out it anymore. Yeah, don't do that anymore. And, uh, don't do that.
2: And uh, that's it. Or if you want to contact uh, me through either Dylan or uh, JT at the out of bounds e- email address, you can do that also. Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, we'll read those on the air as well, <laughs> if we can. Uh, there might be some ones in there we we get that we can't read on the air, but we'll read them. On
1: but one comment I can read on the air real quick is from Hollywood. He wants us to know Dylan that. He says the Pittsburgh Steelers are America's team. Ah, uh, hey, you know uh, it? No, they're not.
0: No, they're. Not. I'm sorry, Hollywood. From that's Hollywood. not that's not. That's not the case. All right, thanks for listening to the show, guys, and we will talk to you next week.